0: "'the gambler, the reprobate, "'who sat there with his tall horse "'angling across the trail "'and leveled a revolver at Fernald's head. "'Shove up your hands,' he commanded. "'Fernald obeyed. "'He thought of the money in his pocket "'and his heart turned to stone. "'But it never occurred to him to resist. "'Bill Ransom rode nearer. "'Where's the doe?' he asked. "'What doe?' said Fernald with blue stammering lips. You didn't sell no sheep in town, I guess, sneered Ransom. I used up all the money paying debts, said Fernald. You did like hell, said Ransom. Where's the coin? If I gotta search you, I'll strip you to the bone, you damn sheepherder, and let you walk home the rest of the way. My wallet's in my inside coat pocket, said Fernald. Ransom reached inside the breast of Fernald and took forth a bit of old limp leather. How much is there inside? $253, said Fernald instantly. You count the pennies, don't you? Well, that was just about what I figured on. You can put your hands down. I know that you don't pack a gun. No, said Fernald, his lips and his brain both numb with shock. I don't carry a gun. If you did, would that have stopped me? Asked Ransom. Yeah, you was always a soft fool. A regular sheep. Fernald said nothing. He was already looking past the form of the tyrant into the future. Bankruptcy. That was what lay ahead. You never had no spirit, said Ransom. That's why you don't deserve to have nothing. "'Because you got no guts. "'Look at you now, looking like you've been shot through the heart, "'and you've only lost a couple hundred dollars.' "'It'll bankrupt me,' said Fernald. "'I owe a couple of hundred to Pete Visconti. "'He'll never let me off.' "'You owe it to Pete Visconti? "'Well, the both of you can be damned as far as I care. "'So long!' "'He turned his horse and rode away. "'The storm swallowed him almost instantly.' and Fernald wakened from a dream of misery to find himself in front of his shack. He took the Mustang around to the shed behind the house, and there he was surprised and shocked to see another horse already put up. He recognized the powerful roan horse of Pete Visconti. Aye, but when had Pete ever been late in his tours of debt collection? He dragged himself around to the front of the house, opened the door, and went in. Visconti was finishing a meal and drinking coffee. From beneath his shaggy brows, he looked up at the owner of the place. "'Well, Tom,' he said gloomily, "'I've been waiting here quite a time for you. Give me the money, and I'll start along.' Fernald went over to the little stove, stepping slowly. To rally himself a little, he picked up the heavy iron bar that served him as a poker, lifted the lid of the stove, thrust blindly at the wood, and finally turned with the bar still in his hands. "'Go on, hurry up,' said the moneylender. "'I'm late now. Fork over the 200 and I'll start along.' "'I haven't the money,' said Fernald. "'Bill Ransom robbed me.' "'Why'd you let him rob you?' thundered Visconti. Why, damn you, you fat, worthless... He stopped. He'd been interrupted by a harsh, gritting sound, and at the same time, Fernald was aware of a pain in both his hands. He looked down and saw that in his agony of mind he had bent the iron bar into a half-circle. Visconti had seen the same thing, and his eyes bulged in his head. Still staring, he backed to the door. There was something like fear in his face. Only when the door was open and the outer storm whistling behind his back did he seem to regain his poise. And now he cried, You could have broke him like you bent the iron. You're no good. You're beat by the world. I'm gonna foreclose on you, you hear me? I foreclose tomorrow. He slammed the door. The world was darker than his cabin to Tom Fernald. He had not moved from his place. His hands still gripped the iron when the door opened once more. It was the moneylender wearing a scowl.